Hey guys, how's it going? And welcome back to Frontboards and Four Baggers episode 19. I'm Eddie with Cornhole Bag Reviews, and we got Corbin with Corbin's Cornhole Reviews. And another special guest this week, we got the canine man himself, Wally Kessler. How's it going, bro? What is up, guys? Eddie, Corbin, how you guys doing? Great, man. Good, man. Appreciate Good. you joining us. So, hey, you guys have seen him on the Facebook pages. You've heard him on the uh, ACL Facebook streams. He's been really coming up this year doing all the commentary and kind of traveling around the freaking country at this point every dang weekend doing every tournament you could think of. But we'll go in a little bit about like your beginnings in Cornell because obviously you don't just suddenly start commentating without playing. So, how'd you kind of get into the game? I think like uh, 25% of the field nowadays, we all started playing cornhole at softball tournaments. You know, we just sit there, put the boards out in between two or three hour breaks at games and just start throwing bags. And, you know, we all think we're good. You know, you put one in the hole every round, you're ready to go, you know. So <laughs> and then I met, uh, met some people there and then I realized that it was actually sanctioned tournaments and just kind of grew from that, man. So, and, and then did you grow up in the, uh, the Kate or what, what area did you start playing in? I've pretty much always been in Alton, St. Louis area. Alton, Illinois, St. Louis, uh, probably about 35 minutes away from there. And uh, and you guys have pretty good competition in that area. So when you went out to events and whatnot, I mean, was it a pretty rude awakening and then got progressively oh, yeah. quick? Or? Yeah, so very first match, me and my buddy uh, thought we were really good. Went to the Cornell tournament, ran into uh, number 11 ranked ACO player Brian Jones and Jerry Wolford. And, I was like, oh, this guy's a car salesman. He can't be that good. And then it turns out, man, he was like also ranked pro at one point. So we lost 21 nothing and 21 1. Stuck around. He started throwing bags after the tournament was over and been hooked ever since. And uh, when was that? What year was that? Gosh, man, four years ago, I guess. Oh, wow. I, don't even know I don't know what year we're in right now. So <laughs> true. Well, 2021 didn't exist. So three yeah. years ago, you yeah. <laughs> know, that's fair. Um, so then. Where did kind of the uh, commentary start? Like, was it just you saw a need for like your local area or kind of how did you get into that? Yeah. So uh, one of the gentlemen I was talking about, Jerry Wolford, he and I would play quite a bit and he's a businessman. We're just trying to figure out how to improve the game. So we started talking about needing to bring ACL to St. Louis. And uh, shortly after that conversation, we're because we plan on doing it in July. And then shortly after that, the ACL said, hey, we're bringing a national to St. Louis. So we're like, dude. Let's go. What are we waiting for? You know? So we started it up. We had a regional, had 168 players at our very first regional. And I said, you know, I want to kind of give back to the people that are going to help grow our brand, which was the Missouri Cornhole Association. So started live streaming, social, competitive, advanced, any tournament. We didn't care. We just want to show love on different players and started commentating with the two cameras from the side, you know, just basic setup like everybody else has. And then just kind of expanded based off of what I saw or what I wanted and what I thought I could do. And then where'd you get the uh, canine name? So my last name's Kassler. And then my baseball number was nine. I played right field position nine. And I was terrible at hitting, but had a lot of Plate, you can see our back of our bumper. You can see my license plate K9. It's <laughs> just kind of stuck with me ever since then. And I decided to put K9 unit on, on the Facebook. Well, now it's a household name. I mean, it's grown ridiculously in the last. Oh, man. Yeah, it's, it's popping in and out just a tad here. I don't know. Well, uh, we can hear enough to make out the uh, make out most of the story. <laughs> we'll fight through it. <laughs> we'll plug through here. Uh, looks like he froze up a little bit here. 
Wally with technical difficulties? You guys froze on me. No. Uh, Wally and technical difficulties? <laughs> they, they go no. everywhere you go? That doesn't happen. <laughs> if only you had a segue for a question about, about technical difficulties. <laughs> I know. Well, I, I Jokingly, before we even started the podcast, I was like, oh, I, I said, uh, hey, let's make it through with no technical difficulties. It's kind of a poke at Wally's live stream. And needless to say, first podcast, first section in, lag. <laughs> Here we are. What would Wally be without lag, you know? But no, I mean the K9 thing, it kind of good. Yeah, we're good enough. But uh I'd say I'd say it's a cool story, like the fact that like with the last name and the nine, and then the logo just turned out really cool. The fact you got that from the start, it's just kind of like it rolls off the tongue really, really well. And it's super like now it's becoming a household name in terms of like I'm like, oh, I wonder what's going on this weekend. I just like quick pop type in canine i'm like well if, if there's something going on wally's probably streaming it so i got something to watch if yep. anything so it's uh it's, it's oh, yeah. so uh chris cook from jersey got did a great job designing the logo and melissa from onboard kind of tweeted a little bit to get it where it's at so definitely appreciate those people getting me started and then of course you know eddie corbin people like you guys who help support you know you guys are always sharing love and making my unit bigger and I'm always down for anybody who makes my unit bigger and helps me grow. <laughs> yeah, well, I love popping in the chat and uh, and and messing with you, especially when you don't got a lot of viewers. Because I know I I talked I mess with my wife all the time, but I'm like I know if I come in there and start typing something, I'm like Molly's gonna be just having a conversation with me over the stream because he's only got 15 people in there anyway. <laughs> so I'm like, just go in there, hang out with Molly a little bit, give you a little yeah, entertainment. One more. Um, yeah, that's the fun part, making it personable, especially whenever uh, you know I got that from like video game streaming and just watching some streamers online that kind of picked up on it. And I was like, man, people like to hear their name mentioned over their you know loudspeaker TV or anywhere. So I just kept doing it. And that that actually segues in. Thank God I was able to get stars. Oh yeah, <laughs> get yourself a little support, but that, that segues really nicely into the uh, next question, which is: uh, I was curious, do you do you have a background in gaming, or did you try to like stream at a uh, point before? Because I've seen your PC for your setup, and like I've seen your OBS and multiple streaming softwares, and and me as someone who used to stream gaming and whatnot, like I know that's kind of like a lot of the rig that you have and the programs you use come from the gaming world, and a lot of the skills you have, either you learned it all. At the, from this which is crazy or you have some kind of background so i figured you might have dabbled in it before but have you are you a gamer by in the past yeah well so my plan was to uh switch from an xbox to a gaming pc just because i love playing call of duty with a bunch of people and then uh from that i was like man let's see what this beast can do so obviously you've seen it in person it's a heck of a computer so we started doing some video game streaming a little bit on Twitch and uh, got the YouTube set up. Never actually went to YouTube. But then um, I was like, man, I could probably do different camera angles with this and some different transitions and since the video capture card is strong enough to take it all. So I basically wanted to video game stream like two days a week and then Cornhole stream on the weekend. And then uh, it eventually just took over all of Cornhole. Video Excellent. game streaming kind of went by the side, but I learned a lot of the transitions and stuff like that through that. 
Yeah, and I mean, it really shows. Like, I was watching uh, the event you were just doing up in North Dakota or whatever this last weekend, uh, the Winterfest or whatever. Like, your transitions have slowly gotten better and better, where it's like now your screen mm-hmm. between is like clouds coming in with sponsors, and you got like the canine doors and stuff. Like, it's just like, I was actually going to reach out to you, like, shit, bro, you got to teach me some of these animations you got, man. I'm like, damn, he's got level two over here. I'm like, shit, I feel like I'm starting. Yeah, I mean, that's the thing, is, Like I said, the. The whole plan from day one is, you know, I started doing this last March, so I'm still kind of learning as I go, but the whole plan has always been to show love to those who show love to me. And whenever people pay me for a sponsorship spot, I want to make sure they're getting their money worth and I'll make sure that they're happy. So I make it customizable for each person who sponsors a segment from now on. Which is awesome. And I mean, I, I think me and Corbin have very similar mantras. I mean, anybody who talks to us knows we're not in this for the money. Like we don't make tons of money. We're in this to like, like, and, and I was just talking to a bad company earlier today that they're like, Oh, can we like pay you for what you do? And I'm like, honestly, the relationship that we have is going to be worth way more than money will be in a couple of years when, when stuff, cause I mean, we're only at the beginning of this game right now. And especially the, the blow up that's going right now, like those relationships that you're building are going to be worth tenfold what a couple dollars here are going to be worth. So Yep. I like that mantra a lot, but, um, so where did the passion for streaming come from? Like, did you always have a really personable personality and you just really wanted to get out and talk? Like where, where did you get the passion to want to like share content in some kind of way? Terrible cornhole play. It was easy for me to look at people's claws and see what they're doing. And like you would watch the live feed and you see their hand come here. And then the next time, like, you see their hand come here. And then I was just like, you know what? If we actually start putting terrible players on videos to get a chance to, like, look at themselves and see what's going on, you know, it can improve the game a lot. And like I said, I, you want to turn into ESPN, you can see pros, advanced players, and all that. But if you turn into my life feed, you're going to see people who have a passion for the game they want to improve. So I'm all about helping those type of people get to that ESPN stage. Sure. No, that's that's really cool. And um i mean was this always i guess i guess his content always been something that you've wanted to do and now that you're starting doing it is, is it like kind of like opening doors where you're like i want to try other things or are you just kind of like doing the live stream well like ever since i was little man i was always wanting to be an actor and uh you know, ever since i seen gary pop his head out of that rhino his ass on sure i knew that i wanted to be in front of the camera at some stage i just want to nice well, I mean, and it's funny too. I think I think the generation that listens to this podcast will get that reference, but it's sad to think that that reference I is slowly so. dying, dude. <laughs> like people, like the Alex Hicks of the world, have no idea what you're talking about, bro. <laughs> yeah. Go back and watch Ace Ventura. Yeah, I'm telling you, you guys are missing out on a whole bunch of good stuff. Oh, Ace Ventura, then Ace Ventura when nature calls, man, just classics yeah. right there, classics. Yep. Um, so I guess right now, I mean, we're seeing you. It's great. I mean, we're seeing you like in St. Louis, then we're seeing you in North Dakota, then you were in Vegas. Now you're probably going to the next. I mean, it's just how often are you traveling? Like, how much are you on the road? Five days. I mean, is it every weekend right now? Every day, pretty much. Um, I basically land on Monday. I go to line draw in a different town. Come back home. Go to two leagues. One on Tuesday. One on Wednesday. Then I head to the airport on Thursday go to a different state, and then I do the whole thing over the next week. So pretty much now until the end of April, I'm on the road every single day doing something. Wow, that's crazy. Man. And at that point, who knows if ACL is going to hire me or not. Wow. 
You know, and it's funny too because we have players on here all the time, and we talk about you know the time commitment. They're like, yeah, you know, we we playing, we're doing like maybe every other weekend they're flying somewhere or something. Like Jimmy Humans, he's like, he said he was no lifing tournaments, and he's like, I'm probably on a plane like every other week, probably. And he's like, I try to do regionals in, in the weekends and have a week home. So like, you're traveling more than pro players are traveling, mm-hmm. <laughs> which is just bonkers, man, because they're already committed. And so, I mean, you're definitely putting in the grind time, which is sweet. Yes, sir. I mean, I'm on the road. I'm getting my frequent flyer miles up. That's for sure. <laughs> so I guess some stuff in the background that people don't really realize that goes into the stream. So, I mean, like when you're getting to an event, like how long are you spending setting up that big rig, all your camera, getting stuff dialed in? Like, I mean, how, what what's your setup time? So I've gotten a little bit better at it. It's either from 45 minutes to an hour and a half. Those overhead trusses are the biggest pain in the ass. So sometimes... Sometimes the pins can run smooth on the first try. Other times, man, I'm out there with the rubber mallet just banging it, banging it, banging it, trying to get it put together. And then if I have a good setup, I'll sit there and I'll look at the camera and I'm like, man, that like this right here, like this is slightly lower than this side over here. And that's the type of stuff where I like, I got to fix it before I can go live, man. It's just killing me right now. <laughs> we'll make it happen. And uh, now as long as I'm not anal about it, I can get it set up in 30 minutes, but dude, I just can't have a bad life feed. Because everyone that says, hey, man, that board's cricket. I'm like, yeah, I know. <laughs> I was the first one to notice, bro. Don't point it out. <laughs> dude, and the funny part out about, or the funniest part about you being nitpicky too, is like, I bet you, like, everyone watching this podcast were, what, 15 minutes in, no one noticed that your thing was lower until you said it. Yep. <laughs> like 100% for sure. chance. Sure. And now Problem. everyone's like, oh, damn, that thing's an inch lower over there. <laughs> I guarantee you by the time this airs, I'll have three or four messages in my inbox saying something like that. I mean, that's and my chat knows. My chat always knows how anal I am and how much I want it to be perfect um, because you know, I care about the product I put out, man. I do. Well, I mean, that's good. I mean, it shows because I mean, like I would say even from the beginning of the season till just what I watch in, in North Dakota, like the uh, just the the level of production, it keeps going up and up and yeah. up. And it's, and it's real, always really entertaining to watch and like and we'll get to um, we'll get to this. Actually, we'll transition to this because I think this is a really good time to transition that not only has your stream quality gone up, but I would say your commentary quality has gone up immensely. Not saying that you weren't good at it before, but like when I actually tune into your stream now, I find it very entertaining to listen to, which there's not a lot of people that I could just sit with the computer on for a couple hours and watch. And like, yes, I enjoy watching the game, but like you have a really good balance of having fun with your co-host or like just having fun in general, talking about key shots that happen without talking only about cornhole the whole time, which I think is a hard thing to blend because you're kind of like a unique scenario where you're not like on TV, have to only talk about cornhole very like, PG or like have to be specific, but you also don't want to be the guy that doesn't talk about cornhole at all. And I think you have a really fun balance, which I just want to give you tons of pride. Like this isn't really a question. I'm just giving you props that you've made a ton of yeah. gains in commentary and it's really enjoyable to listen to. Actually, like the questions are a lot easier for me than that right there. Like, taking a compliment for me, man, it's hard. I'm like, no, no, I, I got to get better. You know what I mean? I'm- but no, I definitely appreciate it, man. It's fun because, you know, like Howard Stern, he kind of took the radio world to a whole new level because people didn't know what he was going to say next. 
So I kind of try and apply that a little bit to cornhole. I mean, the, the Mexican commentator Wally has basically taken off. Everybody wants me to do that every live feed now. <laughs> uh, but at the same time, the goal is to get on ESPN. And so, I mean, it's a whole entirely different production that I have to put out. So I have to start kind of finding a way to mix everything together and get to a certain point, man, as I try and grow my unit bigger and bigger. And and I think that's what's cool too about the uh... – Come some of the smaller tournaments you do versus just the ACL Opens or the National, which we'll get talked to, is like those, I mean, are a lot more your professional area. You're really trying to like, you know, compete with the ultra court and the all cornhole court and be part of that group of commentators. But then you also have these events you're going to like Triple Crown, Winter Time, where it's just like it's a lot more of a small town tournament, like relatable for most of the viewers kind of feel where it's like you're talking like you would talk to somebody in the middle of St. Louis at a tournament. You know, it's not it's not so having to be cut and dry all the time. And I think you you do a good balance between the two. But what do you think you've learned the most from your time commentating? Like what do you think is the biggest thing that maybe you think about now you weren't thinking about at the beginning that you've learned along the way? Um I think I am trying to actually focus more on actually commentating the matches and you know, I don't need to commentate when bag goes in the hole, bag goes in the hole, bag goes in the hole. But now I think I'm doing a little better job at commentating situations, setting up to be an important format. I've, I've seen so many matches firsthand now. So like I see, okay, this is this guy's problem. And this might've been a mistake over here, but now that blocker is right in his lane. And you know, I can kind of commentate now about what could end up happening in that round and there's a few times, you know, where like when you look back this last weekend, where I'm like, oh, he needs to land right on top of the JR logo with the slanted bag and cut around it. And dude, like within two seconds, boom, he lands right on the JR logo, right around it. And things like that. Um, back to uh, Alex Hicks and Matt Guy, Matt. I mean, I, like there's a highlight on ACL Facebook page and it says, like, commentary on that was Alex Hicks throws a perfect blocker, Matt Guy goes over with perfectly clean airmail before either one of them threw a bag. And so, <laughs> Play out exact perfect. It made me look like a genius. <laughs> well, and that and that uh that game is an interesting one too, where uh where like there was like a 25 minute span where there was really nothing to say because they made like oh. 50 bags in a row. <laughs> so it's like four bag, uh, another four bag, yeah. four bag again, four bag <laughs> social. Yeah. Just sitting there talking to the crowd. I mean, you know, in the chat, talking to the crowd, counting how many bags in a row they made, watching people in the stands, you know, and uh, talking to Jason McCannon behind me who somehow still had beer, even though they did last call the first 32 minutes into the match. <laughs> yeah. Well, and I guess uh, for the people that are trying, you know, like I, I do a live stream of my event on Wednesday nights and trying to get into commentary and doing a little bit more of that balance. Like, what do you think is someone who's been doing it for a little while, what do you think goes into good commentary versus bad commentary? Like what would make you want to click off a stream versus watch a stream further? For me, if you say the same thing over and over and over and over and over and over again, I'm going to zone out and quit. Remember when I'm watching, um, I try and mix it up a little and, you know, talk about Canadian, the Canadian viewers love it and, North Dakota is not in Canada. I mean, there's just a lot of things that are fun to keep people interested and stay tuned because, like I said, you know, they never know what's next if I mix it up. Yeah, I mean, North Dakota is basically Canadian. I mean, <laughs> not, not really. The uh, Mennonites, that was the one that I could go on to. The Mennonites. <laughs> um, let's see, make sure that. 
Might be a little frozen here. Okay. Um, do you enjoy, like, I know you do a lot of both, but do you like being alone or do you like the duo commentary more? Like, do you like having someone to play off of or do you like doing it by yourself? I like the duo commentary. It's a lot easier to feed off of somebody whenever you don't have to try and figure out what to say every single step of the way. And then whenever I'm doing producing, you know, my mind sometimes finds something that's going wrong in the live feed if the board gets crooked or if my chat freezes up or something like that. So I do the technical side of things. It's always nice to have somebody fill in and talk. And especially whenever I get like a good looking girl in the booth that Facebook chat always creeps on and they see how good she is. And she's always all of a sudden they're like, I'm going to send stars because this will get my name mentioned and then she'll notice who I am. <laughs> it works, bro. Dude, you're feeding into the Twitch gaming market in all aspects uh-huh. here, man. You're pulling, pulling in the cute girls for the stars. It's all that experience, oh, yeah. man. That's it. Um, yeah, I'm learning. Corbin, you can I'm going to sell out like everybody else. I got you, man. And so, obviously, there's differences between, you know, ACL events and then, say, like, a Triple Crown or some smaller regional that you're going to. So, where exactly did your ACL opportunity start? So, it actually started at uh, probably one of my worst moments. Basically, during COVID, like everything else, I got fired from my job on July 31st. And then um, Chad Smith, KC Bagger, he got me in touch with Trey Ryder. Um, and then on August 2nd, they flew me out to Rock Hill, South Carolina, as uh, one of the broadcast courts decided not to do it. So I got lucky and caught my own court, ACL National, or the uh, World Champions. And it kind uh, of just kept going. They liked it and they brought me on for a three tournament test run, West D, South Dakota, and Cincinnati. And I think it turned out well. Man, that's, that's like all the cards falling into place. <laughs> that's perfect. Yeah. That's pretty much life, though, man. I mean, if you go back a little bit further, if my dad didn't pass away, then I never went home with my mom. Sure. I never would have started slacking, and then I never would have got fired with grass for grays, and I never would have done it. So, I mean, everything happens for a reason. Yeah, absolutely, man. And so in those in those bigger tournaments versus smaller tournaments, like, do you actually do things differently, or do you try to keep it kind of similar? Um, no, actually, I try to do things a lot differently. So, like for the ACL tournaments, I try and um, give them a little bit more content that they could reuse over and over and over mm-hmm. again. And then for these cash tournaments, I try and just find like little moments where I can um, get something my own highlight reels or put something together for the players' highlight reels and stuff like that. And funny moments where I say stupid shit to keep each other entertained. <laughs> <laughs> well, and when you're doing ACL stuff, I mean, everyone knows the players. You know, you know the players. We've all seen them hundred times right and some of these smaller tournaments it might be someone that you've never seen play before so i mean is it easier trying to fill in the blanks with your acl stuff or is it kind of easier paying attention to the smaller guys and being like oh you know starting to get a feel for them and oh i saw him play a game you know a couple hours ago and you kind of know how they do you know is it is it one easier than the other i actually think acl is a bit easier and mainly because they wear jerseys that have a name on it and you do have the backup footage of it. Cash tournaments, you know, a lot of these people just show up in t-shirts and their work clothes and I don't know who the hell they are and I have to kind of build my knowledge base during that match and it's always kind of hard to find a fill a gap. That's fair. That's fair. So what's your uh, what's your favorite part of doing ACL streams? And it's really just pretty much meeting somebody new every single time. I mean, I had Jeremy Wilkes from uh, Low Life Cornhole this last weekend and had a 
pretty good relationship with him. He came in the booth and we shared some moments and got to see some of the bags that he's doing. And uh, we're going to do a little bit of a collab as well. Or at least he's got a bag coming out that, man, I, I fell in love with right away. And for anybody that knows me, man, I, I hate carpet. But, man, I was throwing this thing all weekend. Just, I love it. So whenever this bag comes out, guys, stay tuned to Kane and I. We're going to do a little collab and make that thing rock. But, uh, that's Carpet's the same the thing. Go, Every single open, you meet somebody. Yeah. No, they're huge. They're a lot of fun. Uh, so let's transition into the, the Vegas National here. How was it having your own court out there? Actually, I didn't have my own court. I was still broadcasting the ACL court, so everything was on the okay. ACL page instead of the page. But it was actually kind of a letdown for me because I couldn't do the interaction with the chat as much as I wanted to. I didn't have transitions going and things like that. So it, it was different for me for sure. But I mean, I loved commentating, you know, Bernie, Michelle, Whitney, and Jeff. And it was kind of cool to see how I mixed with different types of people. Right on. Well, and that's kind of like, I mean, that's like the all-star cast of ACL or of Cornell commentators in general. So, I mean, just the experience you get from that is like invaluable or even the connections. I mean, like who knows if like, obviously ACL or Charat or like people know who K9 is and that you're doing the streams, but who knows if Bernie and Jeff and all these people even tune into the streams or have ever witnessed you actually commentating. So building the base was like, oh man, Wally actually did a pretty good job. Like we should pull him in for something else or do that. You know, just building more of those connections has got to be just huge. Yeah, it was kind of nice. Actually, it was the first time me and Trey Ryder did a broadcast in Asheville, and we, we gelled pretty. Actually, no, we did Virginia Beach, but Virginia Beach and Asheville, we gelled pretty well. Bernie, same thing. Jeff, so I was like, okay, these guys are on ESPN kicking it and doing a pretty good job. And then you know, I think we actually pull off the whole ESPN thing. But, um, you know, who knows what's in store for the – I think that ESPN at least one or two times would be fun, but, I mean, I – I want to keep staying in the uh, live stream and travel the country and start showcasing some of these lesser known players again, because there's a lot of them out there who are top tier talent, but they just don't travel. Mm. Is there any huge differences between casting like nationals or opens regionals, like your smaller stuff is like more, you got to mind your P's and Q's or is it kind of similar? From an ACL perspective. Yeah, no, <laughs> yeah I think it is a lot different um, for nationals i mean like I, I do have to mind my p's and q's a little bit more um for the opens i kind of mingle with the players a little bit more because i'm in the middle of it in the thick of it and you get to kind of interact and have fun and my vibe going into the opens is a little bit different than my vibe going to national yeah i got you so is there anything that you took away from it that you can take to the next national yeah i think so um Part of it's to blame Vegas because it's Vegas and 15 hours of drinking, uh, that can't happen anymore. Uh, but then, you know, I want to make sure that I start eating a little bit better throughout the day. Cause you know, if I'm there, I'm just grinding. I don't, I don't eat. And then I focus on putting out a product. The next thing you know, by the end of the day, I'm like, Hey, I need some food. <laughs> yeah. You're just fried. A hundred percent. It's funny you say that too. Like with players, it's the same thing. You have to focus on eating. You have to focus on drinking. You have to focus on drinking water, not just alcohol, <laughs> you know? So, I mean, it's, it's actually super similar for you because it's, it's mentally taxing, you know, either way you look at it. So, I mean, it's, I do like that. <clears throat> One thing I want to transition into though, um, is 
give you a little bit of time to tell a couple stories because obviously people see some live stream stuff, but maybe we, they haven't seen like I, we don't. Obviously, we don't see a lot of behind the scenes stuff. But like, what is your favorite match that you've gotten to commentate so far? And and you can pick a couple if you want. But like, obviously, you did the Mac guy Alex history, just like a br- mind numbing level of good right and then you have some tight games and some crazy sh- like is there a game in specific that sticks out in your head is like dang I, i'm so glad i got to do that yeah so i mean my favorite two so far have been the alex and matt guy without a doubt i mean some of the behind the scenes stuff that you know you, you don't see is that while the commentating is going on right here in front of me i usually have a second monitor over here and i'm looking at the bracket and trying to see if they win this who plays who, what's going to happen next. And whenever they had that Virginia Beach open, you know, I saw, I was like, oh, man, Alex is going to be over here if he wins his bracket. Matt Guy's going to be over here if he wins this bracket. And they could actually meet in the finals. And then just watching that unfold and even getting to the first round of that match, I was like, yes, let's go. And then, man, who knew it was going to be 47 rounds of just haymaker after haymaker back and forth and, Ultimately, man, the young gun pulled and it was just, it was phenomenal. Um, the second one that comes to mind still involves Matt Guy again. At the very first Open West Dundee, he was just unstoppable, throwing over an 11 the entire day in singles. And then I saw that uh, one of my guys, Jeremy Frazier, man, I, I wanted to get him on the live feeds. And I asked Josh Beck, hey, hold this, put this on my live feed. So sure enough, man, Jeremy Frazier scores up against uh, Matt Guy, and then Jeremy Frazier took it down. And Matt Guy ended up winning the Open, but, man, it's like being able to have my my buddy on my court beat one of the hottest players. That, just, that one was always sticking. That That's really cool. Um, <clears throat> what is the funniest – so we talked to Trey Ryder a little bit when we did the podcast with him, and he said that, uh, you know, the commentator court is – or the booth, and, and I was with you in the booth at Triple – I mean, you're right next to the court. You're like five feet off the court, if not even closer. So the players, a lot of the time, if you're loud enough, can hear exactly what you're saying if they don't have music in. Or I was even playing on the broadcast court, and I could hear what you were saying and stuff. And I, was, I mean, you're right there. So have you had – or what's the funniest moment you had where maybe a pro said something to you or had some kind of bickering or like like or made a comment? Like is there anything that sticks out that you're like, like they basically acknowledged your existence mid-game? Yeah, so I always try to stay out of the game as much as possible. So I talk a lot quieter than Trey Ryder does. He, he don't care. He'll talk loud as possible. <laughs> but uh, I'll never forget, man. Tyler Cobb was on my court. And I think it was actually in Asheville next to Trey. And uh, he missed a shot. He's They're having a good day. He's doing great. And he missed a shot. And he looks right over me. He goes, I am ass. <laughs> and then went back and threw it. <laughs> Uh, that's awesome um what is your favorite so far off-court moment so whether it's someone you got to meet or maybe going on the strip with people or something funny happened i mean like just from all the events you got to go to like what's what's your favorite memory like off the court man i mean off the court dude i mean it's it's just non-stop meeting and meeting and meeting and forgetting his name I mean, I, I try my best. I remember faces, but just meeting people in England, there's no particular favorite moment because the networking in this game just does not stop. You know, that's what I'm trying to tell my sponsor players is like, you know, there's no money in Canaan. I mean, and I'm, I'm broke. I'm making $20,000 a year for right now, but I grow, we're going to grow together. And then if I can't give you money, I'm going to hopefully network with the right person to get you guys taken care of. So. Oh, I'm meeting all the people, man. It's really, 
Yeah, I mean the pe- the people are where it's going to be though. I mean like the money will come, you know, but the relationships like that that takes a while to build like in with anything. I mean in general. I mean just just the fact of like, you know, like I t- I went up and talked to you at Triple Crown, we ended up hanging out a little bit and then I just messaged you and now we're going to hang out in Iowa. You know, it's just like like these little interactions that if you don't do it, it's like all the opportunities you don't get. Like it's just and 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 it's not even about the money. It's just it's just about like all the different possibilities or, or maybe you get invited to play in a dumb cash game on the side and then you meet some other guy and then you talk to this guy and then you didn't know he used to play for this guy who you know it's it's crazy how many people know people and 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 how big that is but um what's something that you've got to do oh oh, good oh he's getting smarter all right what is something that you've got to do um that you wouldn't have thought that you would have got to do when you got into this like, like, is there an opportunity that you've, other than, I mean, obviously the whole thing, like maybe you didn't think you'd be traveling but doing as big as you are, but is there a specific thing that you've gotten to do that maybe you didn't even think was possible before all this stuff has happened? Yeah. Um, basically it's very, very recent. It was just kind of rearmed my life. Uh, so for the last 10 years, I've devoted myself to my daughter, coaching softball, coaching soccer, basically chaperoning her everywhere. And, you know, just paying for her sports and kind of just being content and living life and just going through, through it all, uh, you know, with the uh, meeting some nice people, you know, Logan and Jessica Meacham from Clear Creek Cornwall here behind me. You know, they, they gave me an opportunity to just come out and stay with them free until I get myself resituated and figure out what's going on. And you can't, you can't ask for stuff like that and meeting people like that. I mean, that's the, just being 40 years old and getting to restart re- your life, man, and it's huge, especially whenever I've been going through a roller coaster this last year trying to figure out how to pay bills. Yeah, that's awesome. Well, man, shout out to them. I mean, that that's I mean, not many people not many people are either willing or able to do those things. And the fact that they're able to do that and help you out, I mean, that that's that's really cool. And dude, I mean I would say anybody listening to this podcast that are in your seat or I mean, there's a lot of 40 year olds that listen to this podcast. They're almost all of them wish that they could quit their job and do something that they love or at least try it once. Right. A lot of people. I mean, I'm fortunate enough to be young enough that I I could possibly try to do this because I'm not I don't have these responsibilities and kids and stuff yet. But like when you're your age, I mean, how many opportunities do you get to try something? You know, and so the fact that you're taking that opportunity, man, is just like is is envious for a lot of people and i think a lot of people take a lot of uh they want to support you because they believe in what you're trying to do for yourself and for every and for the game and stuff so yeah i definitely appreciate every single one of them but i mean jerry wolford one of my sponsored players he's really good at coming through the motivational quotes and stuff he finds on facebook and he basically hit it right on the head one time he sent me something that says everyone appreciates my success but nobody appreciates the grind I mean, leaving leaving my daughter and leaving my kiddo to kind of take the journey, it's it's way heavy on me. And even have more people in my corner than ever. I mean, there's times where I feel more alone than ever, you know. So battling the mental part of every is what's really, really tough. No, I agree with that. Agree with that whole. I mean, like, and uh, there's a song that just came out recently by Eminem and a bunch of other rap artists called "Last One Standing," and it basically talks about Eminem's verse. He basically talks about everyone loves that, like, all the money and the fame and like all this stuff. But he's like, nobody knew about like me growing up with no money and like no one gave a shit about me when I was like ten. You know, it's like it's like no one appreciates the grind till I was twenty five. They just they just wish yeah. they had all the money I have. 
And he's like, you didn't realize how long it took to get to that point. Where you had money. Money <laughs> yeah, yeah. Now you're just waiting for the rain of money to come in, dude. Just <laughs> like, sorry, the podcast. I can't send you stars right now, okay, Wally? I can't send them through the screen. <laughs> uh, we grow together, Brandon. Oh hell yeah, man! I mean, that, that's how, dude. Me and Corbin, like, I got into the reviews. I reached out to him. He was super cool, and now we. Now I'm going out to his house to play cornhole. I mean, like, you know, it's yeah, all about man. it's all about growing together, man. Literally talk to you more than my wife. Same. <laughs> <laughs> um, so obviously you got to meet like tons and tons of players. Is there like a specific player or person in cornhole that like maybe has had the biggest impact on you from either a playing standpoint, commentating standpoint, like someone who's really like giving you something that that is like invaluable to your growth in the game? Um, I mean, so basically Jerry Wolker is one of the guys who I started with going through that. Um, I always appreciate Kyle Anderson and Craig Urban. Those first three that believed in me, you know, I offered them a small sponsorship for 250 bucks and they accepted it and they believe in me and I believe in them. Um, but in South Dakota, I met Lee Wicca. He basically taught me she was kind of flame that ignited the whole fire and motivated me to kind of take K9 to the next step. And at that point, you know, I started, uh, you know, network kind of changing how I did the broadcast and stuff like that. So having people like that, that, you know, motivate you to improve and do things a lot better. That's, that's huge to have some people in your corner like that. No, that is, that is huge. I mean, having any kind of support base, I mean, dude, it, it, it's a big leap to do anything. And I know like if me and Corbin ever woke up one day and tried to tell our parents or wives that we were doing this full time, we would definitely need a lot of support. So mm-hmm. I, I can, I can appreciate that wholeheartedly, man. Good to, the time where I'm actually doing work and traveling and doing life, those are, those are the quiet moments. Whenever I have downtime throughout the entire week, that's when, that's when this thing won't turn off, man. And that's yeah. like, you know, what do I got to do? I got to do something better, you know. Oh, like downtime. Oh, dude, dude, the record, the recording, and the meeting people, and the making the videos part—that's cake. The editing and posting and answering questions and sitting on the internet—that's the sh- that's hard, man. Like uh, th- that's the part that is brutal. And Corbin, we, we he can answer this too. It's just like anyone. We, the amount of messages that we answer per week. Oh, yeah. Just pure yeah. questions about crap that does not go into anything that involves us in our ch- socials or anything. It's just like, you know, just because we love the game and we're trying to help it grow, yeah. you know. Mm-hmm. All right. So let's get a little bit into your future coming up into 2022. So obviously you just started this like less than a year ago. You are you really got into the kick of things like full travel like six months ago, if even that. Do you think this every weekend thing is going to be sustainable for a long time? Or is this kind of like you're just really trying to grind it out at the beginning to make a name for yourself and possibly wean it off? Or like, do you have any idea what, tw- I mean, is this going to be your goal for the whole year is to try to grind out 12 months of it? Or like, what, what are you looking at? Yeah, so uh, ultimate goal is to kind of travel a lot more at my own pace. Uh, if the ACL offered me a contract, you know, I'd obviously love to do the Opens, the Nationals, ESPN a couple times a year. But, I mean, I got so many people that I've met in the chat over line. Like, I got to figure out how I'm going to drive to Chicago for Man Cave Money, then Michigan for a Blind Taco, and then Massachusetts yeah. to hang out with Google Cornwall and somehow circle around to Louisiana to make a collab bag and then hang out with, uh, you know, the Seat Podcast and then get to Cleveland to hang out with the Big Ass Podcast Boys and 
know, there's just so many people that I want to meet. So, I mean, the ACL can offer contract and I earned this into like a hundred K job a year. Obviously everyone that's been with me since day one, my sponsored players, they're going to get an increase in pay, obviously sponsorships will go up, but then it would allow me to get a vehicle that I could safe enough to travel or better camera set up and just start going around and filming regionals, conferences, blind draws, just have fun, man. Get back to the people that have showed this all, you know, made this all happen. Yeah, no, I think that's a lot of our goals too, which is really cool that you want to give back. Cause I think that's, I think that's where the, where the game is going to grow is, is, you know, getting exposure to the people that deserve it kind of thing. But do you have any uh, additional content that you want to venture into? Do you want to try to turn any of these live streams into YouTube videos or do you want to make other content or do you want to make travel stuff? I mean, is, you have, obviously you got a ton on your plate with all this streaming, but like, you know, you saying that your brain's always going, things always ticking. Like, I mean, is there anything else in the brain that's like, this could be down the road for me or you wanted to dabble into by any way? Yeah. How much time do we got? <laughs> what do <laughs> you want, man? <laughs> <laughs> because now uh, I want to get to the point where I can hire a crew and help me out obviously was set up I want to get to the point where I can start throwing a little bit better and start throwing in some more tournaments but a uh, canine unit for me has always kind of been a vision to help people like me you know if you can't make your dog softball tournament you can't make your kids soccer tournament or some basketball game I want to be able to get a production crew there and basically one focus on your specific kid or focus on the team throughout the tournaments. And then not only is it going to be good for the parents who can't make these tournaments, you know, this is great foot for these kids college recruiting, you know, getting scholarships and stuff like that. So that's how I'd like to turn the canine unit into something like that at the same time of doing everything I'm doing now. That's really cool. That's really cool. That's a really good idea too. I mean, yep, that, because I like that's that. not a service that's offered and that's really, really cool. Um, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Get a pad now real quick. Uh, yeah. Hey, cut the podcast. Uh, hey, yeah, we're going to we'll, restart we'll here. And like, and like, <laughs> yeah. If anyone knows why there's a five minute section that doesn't exist. That's <laughs> but uh, do you have any, do you have any plans as a, as a player? I know you said you want to get a little bit better, but I mean, like, like, is it hard to be able to get better and do this commentary? Are you going to be able to have time? Like, and what's your goal as a player? Like, do you want to be like competing at a top level or do you just want to be able to like go to the tournaments and compete with people in cash games and be able to good competitive player? Or like, you know what, what's your goal as a player? Uh, to be number one, I got, I got this vision in my head where I'm not good enough and I believe it. And this last weekend, was a classic example of it. You know, I was up 20 to 10 against, I think it was Keith Holland, and I gave him a hand. And I was out shooting him, and then I just kept thinking about telling people that I won, and I couldn't close out the game. And then, you know, I got Ryan Windsor in a crew cup match, and, you know, we ended up getting replaced and stuff like that. And just thinking, like, how good these players are. And I'm so competitive. Everything I do is zero to 100. And uh, my plan is to kind of disappear for a bit. And now I'm staying here with Logan and Jessica and throwing in their basement every single day, going to league every single night. I'm probably putting about four hours down the boards and I'm going to come out swinging, man. I'm going to get my body in shape, get my finances in shape, get my mind in shape. And I'm going to get my throw in shape. And at that point, man, ain't nobody safe. I don't care if you're Alex Hicks, Ryan or Devin Harbaugh, Trey Birchfield coming and kicking that ass. <laughs> I, I like the mentality and I think, and you're doing, uh, what does it call? You're doing like a canine nine, 90 day challenge or something, or what, what's the, what's the thing that you posted yeah. on Facebook? Yeah. So I completed 75 
our um, Andy Frisella program for all those that have mental tough or mental weaknesses. Um, it puts you to your limits, takes your test. So I've already completed it. I tried doing it again. It wasn't the same type of drive. So I wanted something that would actually help me in the corner world. So I put together like a little canine unit, a uh, 50 day challenge for myself. You know, basically a social media detox, no Facebook, no Snapchat, no TikTok. Things that I always go to for the wrong reasons. You know, I just, I wouldn't be there to improve myself. I would just be there to kind of see what the hell's going on. Let's be honest. Sometimes you look at Facebook and say, what bullshit. So then uh, same thing with Cornhole. Like I want to make sure that I get my boxes in. I do three deck rounds a day. I play three ghosts a day. I throw hundred air mails every single day. And then I just keep throwing because I'm not happy with the way practices went. But if you, uh, if you don't like something about your life, don't just look at it as a problem. Try and figure out a way to improve it. And at the end of the day, maybe you're the only one that's in charge of yourself. So here I go. No, I like that. I like that. If you don't like something about it, you should improve it. Don't avoid it, which I think is true for, for any aspect of your life. But we'll give you some time here. You got this sweet banner behind. I see Dragon Fire, Vortex, Zero Gravity, Black Sheep. You want to do some shout out? I know you just started up a Patreon. You're doing a shirt drop with the Fleekable shirts that you got on right now. <laughs> Fleekable. Uh, but we want to do a shout out to all the sponsors you got and uh, your Patreon and stuff and give you some time to uh, to show yourself off, man. Yes, I appreciate that. Um, yeah, so basically all the Patreon subscribers for those that don't know, Patreon is a way for you guys to support me on a monthly basis. Um, you can donate $1 a month, $2 a month, 5 10 20 whatever you guys want to donate a month. Anything that you send me, you'll get one of these Google T-shirts for free, and these are only for the Patreon subscribers. Uh, Facebook, they'll give me subscribers once I reach 10,000 followers. I think right now we're at 7380 so we're growing. Um, the goal is to get over 8,000 followers by the end of the Kansas City Open and then 10,000 by August. And then at that point, the ACL either offer me a contract or they won't. Um, but hopefully if I get enough Patreon subscribers, um, then we don't really need it. You know, I can make money on my own because if I get a 10,000 followers and 20% send me $1 a month, that gives me enough you know, money to kind of travel the country and meet some people and hang out and keep um, on what the ACL would pay me or any of these other cash trainers would pay me. So, yeah, I mean, unfortunately, the money is coming from the viewers and stuff, but I mean, I'm, you know, $1 a month out of your paycheck to support basically me and everyone else's addiction is a minuscule thing. And then uh, you want to shout out your uh, sponsors? Yeah, so basically, did a canopy drop. We got Dragon Bags, Fire. Turn around, read them all. So get anybody? Because I know Matt Ryan forgot some of his sponsor. <laughs> <laughs> Fire Cornhole, big ass Cornhole podcast. Clear Cornhole Vortex, Bully Bags, AllCornhole.com. Chat, by the way, has been phenomenal. We have a uh, All Slide 2.0 K9 unit collab going right now. So. Make sure you check that out. Yeah, I'll Stay put the link to those. All the I'll put the link to those in the description below. Those are sweet. The, the, the Dragon Badge, we're going to do another collab with them. I'm going to have some RNAs. Um, he's putting something together, like I'm low life. We're going to do something there. Uh, Zero Gravity, Onboard Apparel, Darty Prairie Cornhole, back home in St. Louis. They're one of the few people that helped me get started, man, doing the ACO regionals out there. Um, I had to actually cancel last week on them because I went out to Winterfest and did that one. So I'll be back out there for another ACO regional, I think, two months. I'm not canceling that one. I don't care how much somebody pays me for, for doing that one for sure. 
Black Sheep Bears collab coming with them as well. We got the Costellos and the uh, Blackwaters. Casey Baggers and Chad Smith. Yeah, I'm looking. Yeah, bro. Casey Baggers, uh, <laughs> Chad Smith is one of the main reasons we're doing this. Was that? Let me see it again. I didn't see it. These are the Blackwaters. Oh, yeah. And then here's the Stellos. Uh, have you seen my Costellos? I have not yet. No. That's, I have. That's why I was saying they're sick. Yeah, I uh, I think I changed the way that we're going to be doing before, just saying. Then, <laughs> I like um, it. I like two, it. Two other people that definitely helped me out, the Vibe and Goose, you know, they provide, you know, the custom mugs and stuff like this. So make sure that you check out Canine Unit on Facebook and check out Vibe and Goose on Facebook. And then Local Cannabis has been absolutely huge with providing me stuff like this. And, you know, whenever you go to an open or a tournament now, you'll see – you know, my actual piece up. And what I'm trying to do is I'm not trying to just create part one. I'm trying to create an environment, man. You know, the goal for Kansas City is to make this basically a party area where people want to stick around and watch these final matches. Because at the end of the day, at the end of a long weekend, sometimes the final championship match gets a little thin. But we've been doing stuff that I want to do and, you know, turn like to like a VIP then I think that'd be really, really cool. Yeah, it sounds awesome. And I'm stoked to see it at the Iowa Open because I know I'll be, I know where I'm hanging out now. I know where my Zuka's going while I'm just going right under your tent. You're going to be sitting under there the whole day. <laughs> Everyone's like, you need to get a Zuka to keep all your bags. And I'm rolling around canopies, tents, totes. Like, I ain't got room for I throw my bag in a tote. I don't get room for a Zuka. But yeah, no, definitely. Uh, Shout out my sponsor players as well. Um, on the pro, uh, see their logo right there, but uh, Melissa St. John's done a phenomenal job of coming up with my logo design. And uh, we're actually having a huge push um, on the K90 jerseys right now. Um, I'm making zero dollars profit on this last push. All the money is my sponsored players. Um, so the eight sponsors or eight sponsored players I have Jerry Wolford. Kyle Anderson, Craig Irvin, Matt Ryan, Ashley Wicka, Brianna Close, Steve Blanton, and Ryan Wheel. Gracie and Ryan, I don't know if you guys know them yet, but they are two young talents in the game. Gracie is actually going to be one in ACO World Rankings uh, as soon as they update the rankings. So he's a name to look out for next year if you guys don't already know. And Ryan great young kid he's just gonna be an upcoming town. and then of course you know everybody else already but awesome. yeah if you want to support them the canine unit jersey are up for sale right now on the community facebook page they're making ads to media pushes so i'm gonna give them their discount codes if you guys want to support their wolford canine jerry kyle is canine kyle craig canine craig matt ryan is matt ashley wicka is canine wicka Brianna Close is Canine Close. Bracy Blanton is Canine Bracy. And Ryan Wiedenfeld is Canine Ryan. So type in those discount codes, get some money off, help support my players. Every money, every dime of profit goes right back into them to help them with travel expenses. Awesome. Yeah, and I'm playing with uh, Brianna Close in Iowa. So be cool. Yeah, I'll be playing with one of your That's little cool. players. Guess I'm going to have to give you the jersey. So if you win, you get a bonus. <laughs> there it is. And you think we're not going to win? Come on, man. <laughs> hey. 
don't know who I told earlier. I said tier four is a win. <laughs> yeah, hey, tier four wins still a win. I like that. That's a that's a dub. <laughs> Dude, uh, I think what did, uh, someone sent me a picture that it was like they were holding one of those trophies and like they were holding it like this. So it just said the champion. And I was like, move your hand. And so like intermediate champion. And I was like, yeah, that's what I, was, that's what I thought, man. It's uh, like, it it funny that you say that because uh, West Dundee, the very first open, Josh Keck was packing everything up. And he's like, we didn't do an intermediate blind draw. You want this? I said, oh, yeah, I got a trophy. <laughs> <laughs> I'm an official Cordo pro now. I got a trophy. <laughs> that's awesome. But, uh. Yeah, so shout out to all the sponsors. Shout out to all the sponsored players. You know, Wally, I think you're doing a really awesome thing for the game. I think that the commentary and, and there's just more cornhole content to watch on the weekends. I know people message me on Wednesdays like, oh, I love that I can watch your stream on Wednesdays because there's nothing on Wednesdays. Well, I, I love watching your stream on Fridays because there's nothing every Friday. Yep. So, like, yep. it gives me something to do, something to watch. It's always entertaining. And you get a lot more names out there. I mean, I've, I've seen a lot of, like, uh, there was a, like, the when you were at the Alex Hicks, the Kansas City Gauntlet Tournament. I mean, there was a bunch of, like, ACO and some other really good players that maybe don't play ACL events that were just banging airmails and we're just like crazy good that i'm like man it's really cool to see these guys playing and stuff because it's like they would never never get the camera time and they're putting in the work and they're really good and there's so many areas that are really good so i think what you're doing is awesome for the game i mean that's the first time i saw i think that's the first time i saw trey and i was like this guy's pretty good and he's just rocking a normal t-shirt and didn't even know him but man dude's a lead thrower and then you know i got one of my tyler amos back home like I said, he started throwing, but I mean, he's an elite player as well. And you, you got a whole bunch of these hidden talents, man, that people don't know about. And I just, man, I hope I can travel enough, keep getting some coverage and get their name on the radar. It deserves to be there. Yeah, which is awesome, man. But, you know, I, I really appreciate you being a friend of both of our channels. I love interacting with you on the chat and I, and I love hanging out with you some more in Iowa and stuff. But I'm sure our paths are not going to or are going to cross plenty more times in the next couple of years i'm sure which is which is really cool so glad that uh you were able to join us today it was nice to get a little bit of a background into kind of your journey i know people see you on the streams but, yeah. but it kind of came out of nowhere and so seeing like you know like you putting in the grind and, and in the time the same way that all of us are doing you know it, nothing was handed to you which is awesome man and and uh, just keep up the grind you know this, uh, this is going to be a big year i think i think stuff's going to keep exploding farther than it's going to explode or that it has already so keep up the grind man big things are coming and i uh, really appreciate all the support that you've given us and and coming on to join us today thank you very much guys i appreciate you guys having me once again i can't thank the people who support me enough you know guys make sure you support support me keep helping my unit grow bigger and bigger and then we'll all be happy yeah, and on that note, guys, I think we're going to call it a podcast today. So appreciate you guys stopping by for another episode, another great guest. But uh, hope you guys have a great rest of your day and rest of your week. We'll catch you guys next week, and uh, have a good rest of your day, guys.